We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ole Miss linebacker Chance Campbell joins us here on A Visit with Chance Campbell. It's brought to you by the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. They've got a lot of their collegiate line in stock now, more coming in stock as the days go on as some supply chain issues get worked out. So go check them out, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. All the latest items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. All of that at the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. Chance, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Man, I'm good. Appreciate you spending some time with us, as always, on a Monday. So this is obviously a, a big Monday with uh, you're headed to Alabama to play the top-ranked team in the country, the defending champ, all of that stuff. We'll get to all that in a minute. But first, I kind of want to talk to you about your open date. What was that? What was that like this early in the season to have a weekend off? I know you guys got off. I think y'all had a meeting Friday morning, and then you were off until Monday. So what was or Sunday night? What was what was that like? What'd you do with it? Yeah, we had a good bit of time off, so that was nice. Uh, hadn't had that. Have, I don't think I've ever had a buy that early. I know it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, <clears throat> of last year because we had a it wasn't a buy, but we had a a break. Um, so a little similar there, but. It was, I mean, it was good. It was earlier than I think guys might have wanted because I think we were kind of happy with, you know, the way we were getting after it. But it was good to just get relaxed and then get ready for kind of a nine-week grind. Do you wake up on a Saturday and watch a lot of football <clears throat> in that scenario? Or do you do you try to mentally get away from it some? Or what is, what's the strategy there? So I didn't really see a ton of football on Saturday. I actually flew back home, um, see my little brother play football for a little bit. So that was awesome. Uh, so I was like kind of in the air for some of that and then was locked in on watching him play. So how'd he do? He did well. Yeah, he tore it up. So I was really glad. I hadn't been able to see him a lot, obviously, because just different coasts, but um, we're all the way on the East Coast. But it was cool seeing him. I've been seeing his highlights and stuff, but seeing him in person is always fun. Yeah, that just kind of cracks you up because you do not do much social media, but if you do social media, it's usually about your little brother. You put on the you put on the fan hat and you're cheering for him. I think it's cool. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I don't really hop on there, but like when he he'll send me some. It's funny because we correspond. Like he's at a, a Fork Union Military Academy, so he can only really email, and he's got like a like a landline in his place, so it's like hard. To, and he only has like a certain amount of time to call, so like I don't really get to see too much of his stuff. But he'll email me like his highlights, and I'll check them out, and then I'll go like re-download my Twitter, go put them out there, and then kind of get back off of it <laughs> yeah no that's that's cool it's uh 
that's a, a, a brotherly bond. People, in, in, unless you have brothers, people don't understand. I've got two, so I get it. Even when we're fighting, it's all we're we're on the same team. Um, yeah. So you didn't get to see a lot. Uh, you, you got back, I guess, in time to get ready for obviously for practice on Monday. When when you walk out on the practice field, getting ready for the top ranked team in the country, getting ready for Alabama, I would think it's not particularly hard for every everybody to be pretty focused. Yeah, no, I think. Um... Like in general, we've been having good practices, but you know, don't really need any extra motivation. But if you did, there it is. Um, so it's cool that I think guys got their got their heads in the right place and just kind of just keep your head down, just keep keep pushing forward, and then just take advantage each day. I'm gonna assume you've never been to Tuscaloosa, but I'm also gonna assume that you've watched a lot of games on TV in that stadium. Kind of, what are your expectations just from an environment standpoint? Yeah, no, I've I've never been there, but. Obviously, they've been killing it over the past 10, 15 years. So I've seen a good, good share of Alabama games, and it's cool. Like, like a, from what I've seen, like a really neat environment. Um, looks loud, looks aggressive, but looks like a fun place to step in. Definitely hostile, but like that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of what you want in college football. Like when you can't get it at home, you kind of want it on the road because it's just like it's fun to be a part of. So obviously, last season for the COVID deal at Maryland, you played in empty Big Ten stadiums. Uh, you, you know, you've you've played. You've played in uh, some games at Ole Miss, but one was on a neutral side on a Monday night on Labor Day, and there were people there, but it wasn't packed, and Austin P wasn't packed, and then I think Tulane was probably going to be really close to packed, and then Mother Nature said, "Well, let me let me have a let me have a word," and that didn't happen. So it's been a minute since you've played in a jam-packed stadium. Um, is is that something that you're you're having to kind of prepare yourself for? Is that more on the offensive end when you're on the road? I don't know. I think it's something that's exciting. Um, obviously, like when it's super loud like that, you got to be really sharp with your communication, like super direct, quick, um, and like really intentional because there's a ton of crazy background noise. But I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things that you kind of get out there, you take it in, you enjoy it for a second, and then you kind of put it to bed. So at least that's how I feel about it on defense. That was kind of what I was going to ask. It's kind of a twofold question. I've obviously I've you know been to practices at Ole Miss and Auburn and Alabama and LSU wherever. Everybody always tries to prepare for fan noise with speakers and they turn the music up just as loud as it'll go and stuff like that. But does that simulate what it actually sounds like when it's a stadium and there are fans and a band and maybe piped in music and all? Is it because it feels like it's a completely different sound than than you know just being at practice and they're playing van halen or kid rock or something just as loud as it possibly can be played yeah no i think it i think it's good when we do that because it's at least for me it's more about like just the volume versus like what you're actually hearing because i I think for a lot of guys when you get out there it kind of it doesn't quiet in the sense you can't hear anything but just kind of like i was just monotone it's just kind of like ah so like it's a it's a scream so you just gotta be able to like cut through that so whatever you're playing in the background and practice i think it's just like practicing, like cutting through that, whatever hand signals you need to need to get if you can't get them all the way out to the edge. And then like in, like in the interior, just being like as vocal as you can and direct, like talking directly to someone, hand signaling like right to them. Um, so and when you have the practice music, like that helps for that. I don't think you can actually simulate like what the crowd's going to be like. You can try your best, but I think doing that helps prepare to do those things like the right way in the game. Once you get on the field, is it almost – kind of white noise though you're so locked into what you're trying to do what your keys are that kind of thing that it's there but in the moment you're not even really hearing it yeah I mean you like 
for me, it's just it's it is white noise. Like it's there, but I don't know. There's like a lot of other stuff going on that requires a little bit more attention. So like that's kind of where my mind goes. Um, when I'm sitting on the bench, I can like notice it a little bit more. Like when our offense is out, like you can hear the crowd. I mean, when you're in a away game, you can kind of hear it go like go silent. That's always a good thing. Um, and then if it's loud, you're like, oh shoot, like something probably not great happened. So yeah. like I'm probably more. I can hear more of that when I'm on the bench, but when you're on the field, not as much. You talked about playing at Ohio State. When you when you play at a place like Alabama that has all of its tradition and history and all of that stuff, do you ever have – and I know it's your first time to play at Alabama, so there's no way to really answer this, but do you ever have a moment where you see somebody like a celebrity on the sideline or in this case you look over and, that, and that's Nick Saban coaching against you on that sideline? Do you even take that stuff in at any point or are, are you so locked into the job at hand that – you almost think about it later. Yeah, it's more of like an after the fact thing. Um, I remember my freshman year, we had a high, we had Ohio State come to Maryland, and he had like kind of like the Nick Saban of the Big Ten, which is like I don't know even if that's a fair representation. But you had Urban Meyer, it's like sure. like a really big deal, and like I've been a big fan of college football, so I remember all the stuff he did down in Florida, and then still everything that he did at Ohio State. Um, but like when you're playing like that. It's not really a thing, but then you finish the game, and you're like, oh, no way. Like, that's Urban Meyer. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But, like, before and during, it's kind of just a, like, kind of just pretty standard. How much did you get when you went back home? How much did people come up and talk to you about your season, about them getting to see you on TV? Was it something that everybody was talking about, or did you kind of just stay with the family where it was you got away from all that? No, nah, I mean, I was just with my family, which was, like, really nice. I didn't actually go home-home. I went to Virginia. Oh, I got where- you. A little bit of play, so and it was like a it was a one day thing. Got up super early on Saturday, got back. Like, I guess you call it super late Sunday morning, or I mean, uh, super late Saturday morning, like sun or holy smokes, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like a get in, got to see the whole family, which was really cool, and then you got out. So it was just it was just family time. So probably the two quarterbacks that get talked about the most right now in the country are the one that you play with and the one that you're about to play against, Matt Corral, Bryce Young. We've talked to you a lot about Matt. What have you seen on film so far or on TV or whatever from Bryce Young? Is he a guy that – does he remind you in some ways of, of Matt in terms of the skill set? Yeah, he's he's super talented. Um, it's kind of hard to believe how, how young he is because he doesn't you know, play like that. He plays like he's been – been starting at Bama for a long time. He's dangerous with his feet. He can throw in the run. He can he can tuck it. He can go through all his progressions. Can hit like low, medium, high shots. Um, he can really do it all. And he's he looks comfortable, which is pretty like I think is a lot to say of a player who is as young as he is. And again, that just kind of testifies to the fact that he doesn't look it because he's comfortable in the pocket. He moves well. Um, makes really good decisions, which is hard as the defense you want a quarterback who maybe doesn't do those things, but Bryce Young definitely has a head on straight, makes great decisions and helps his team. So those are definitely things that that crowd does. Um, so like, yeah, I think there's, you can draw a comparison there. You hear people say, you know, what's going to happen with Ole Miss that's going to be interesting is some, some team's going to line up and they're going to try to take them out of that 6DB thing. They're going to try to run right at them. As a linebacker, when you hear people say that, is there a part of you that says, yeah, let's do that. Let's see what that's like. Cause I know that's kind of the old school football that, I'm going to guess that you like new school, but you also like kind of that old school, let's get physical and mix it up in the middle of the field. Yeah. I mean, luckily I'm pretty, I'm not super plugged into to all the social media stuff. So I don't have to hear that. So I don't really feel 
like we have to go out and do one thing versus another. I think like that's a general staple of football. Whenever someone's trying to run it down on you, you got to do your best to keep them from doing that. Um, now they run the ball super well. They take take shots off of it and they'd like to set things up through there. So yeah, that'll be a big thing for us. Um, so just like, it's one of those things just kind of do our best and try to mitigate, mitigate what we can. On a week like this chance, does, does um, kind of the emotion start to build up over the course of the week? I mean, it's going to be calm on Monday or Tuesday, but by Wednesday or Thursday, you're starting to get a little antsy or is this, are you, cause you seem like a pretty disciplined guy. Are you able to sort of treat it hey, this is another game week, this is what we're going to do, or does the natural hype and some of that stuff that even though you're not on social media and you're not reading it, you hear about it, it's out there, um, does it start to kick in a little bit as the week goes on and you maybe it's harder to sleep, it's a little a little more anxiety, not anxiety, but energy kind of coursing through your veins a little bit? Yeah, I think that um, like what you described is pretty normal for, for most weeks. So when you go play, a team like Alabama, like that's that's obviously going to be heightened a little bit. <clears throat> I think what you try to do is just like when you get some of those feelings where you're a little unsettled or you get excited for like what's next, just kind of try to put that aside and then then work through whatever you have like right in front of you. So if you're ready to, to go play, you're getting excited, like maybe that's the time to go watch a little tape or like you start to get antsy, you wonder what it's going to be like. Maybe that's the time to go like try to take care of your body and pick something to get your mind away from things that it's not supposed to be on. On Friday night when y'all have your final meeting, and I know you meet again on Saturday, but on Friday night when you have that final meeting and you get dismissed and they give you guys a snack or whatnot, is it hard for you to fall asleep the night before a game like this? Or are you one of those guys that, no, my head hits the pillow and I'm out? Yeah, I don't really sleep. Uh, I don't sleep great before any game. Um, I try. So I'll like, I'm, I try to be pretty disciplined about like my bed habits. So like when I get in bed, like put the phone away because that's a really easy way to like go and like taking taking away my social media stuff. Like that's helped out a ton. Um, but like you go on Safari, you go on the ESPN app and then you start trying to read articles like that's no good. So just like kind of put your phone away and then trying your best. It doesn't always work. Fantastic. Like sometimes you kind of oh, toss it and turn it in. But that's not the worst thing in the world. That's why you try to stay disciplined throughout the whole week because, you know, like, you know, that that might not be a great sleep Friday night. But if you get good sleep Monday through Thursday kind of makes up for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think if I were in your shoes or not, not building up the Alabama game, but just the night before a big game like that, I don't know that I'd sleep at all. I guess I'd toss and turn a little bit, but you're right. If you get to sleep on Wednesday and Thursday, not getting to sleep on Friday is not going to hurt you until maybe Sunday morning when you wake up and you're a little more fatigued than you normally would be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, last thing. So uh, what's just kind of the general mood around the program, listening to guys talk it, I thought Matt Corral's answer today was interesting. He said, you know, and obviously, Chance, you weren't here a year ago for that game, so you don't remember the buildup to it. But he was talking about how a year ago there was more guys during the week thinking more about Alabama than they were thinking about what you just said. Hey, we got to take care of Monday. We have to take care of Tuesday. He said this year he senses there's more of a, of obviously a respect for Alabama because obviously, but that it's more of a focus on – we play ourselves on Monday. We play ourselves on Tuesday. We have to get better. Do you do you sense that's permeating through the entire building? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel that. I don't think that I'm the only one who feels the way that I just explained. I think we have a ton of guys doing those doing those things, and I think that's helpful because, just like you said, it's important. That, I mean, you go go play yourself. I know you're playing the scouts and you're <clears throat> seeing their looks, but you know, you just try to attack the day and 
like that day is Monday. It's not Saturday. Like, there's a time to go play the game and it's not right now. You know, you, you want it to be, you're excited for it, but you got to kind of go earn the right to go play on Saturday and just trying to do those things, I think is, is the right way to go about it. And I think we're lucky because the coaches handle a lot of that stuff. They look forward to the game, help us put, get the right schemes going, help us like set up scheduling and practice. So we don't really have to, we don't have to worry about too much other than like what's right at our feet. Chance, as always, it's great to visit with you. Good luck this weekend. Uh, enjoy the trip to Tuscaloosa, and we look forward to talking to you again next Monday. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.